The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations, which we're all about to take, are all better with an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at minamericarv.com. So as maybe some of you can tell, my voice is a little raspy from spending a weekend mm-hmm. in Joplin, Missouri. So we're still on this uh, Monday uh, struggling, Joplin but hits it's a little right. harder than people think. And I'll tell you, it, I'm struggling this morning as well. Uh, Sunday was... A uh, long day. I mean, Paige picked you up on Wednesday at the airport. Yeah. Went and saw a Royals game, tailgate a little bit. Did a little Thursday night as we usually do. People came in town Friday, golf tournament on Saturday. The four days of drinking and hosting people and just being Talking on the to whole people. time. It was exhausting. It was a lot of fun. It's always great yeah. to see you in person. Loved getting to see, you know, even some of our listeners of this podcast were there. Yep. A lot of fun. Man, do I need a day to recover. Yeah, and also you probably noticed that we are missing a member. He's not feeling well, and hopefully we'll have him back later this week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it it's it was a fun weekend. Um, I obviously golfed in the golf tournament for Mic'd Up, and <laughs> I have never – I mean, I've played, like, rounds of golf, if you count, like, me going with, like, people that are playing, and I just hit when I feel like it. I actually played, and right. I think – I now have been bit by the golf bug because I'm like ready to like go and perfect it. And I was, once I got like the hang of it, I was like, okay, I'm going to start to get into this. And by next year, I'm going to win the whole thing is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. That's the plan. I I still struggle to do a full 18. Honestly, I don't like to. I think that's too long for my preference. Usually I'm good for about seven and then I start to get bored. So holes eight and nine really? is just like me fucking around. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I really do like to golf. But I I think one time in my life I've kept score and played a full <laughs> nine holes and take them all seriously. And by yeah, like I, my level of take them serious is it's not high. It's it's <laughs> it's a drinking event. It, yeah, I mean, it's partially that, and I think that helped my swing a little bit because someone was like, get some liquid courage because that morning I was not yeah. necessarily ready to be drinking right away, and I was like, I guess we're rolling with it. Here the dog. But, yeah, we are back <laughs> yeah. and presented by Manscaped, obviously. Two guys, 20 to get 20% off. Um, it's summertime. Keep that stuff cleaned up. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got. Matt's not here to make No, please his, tell he's us, probably please tell us something. more. But yeah, Please tell you more your, about the product. Your preference. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to skip that, and we're going to start to do, go into football immediately before this gets just, like, off the rails. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers is not at OTAs to the surprise of no one. But apparently it's significant because he's been there every year, they said. Like, he doesn't miss these. So uh, it's significant. Obviously, we don't know what's happening with that situation. I don't know if you've heard anything new. I feel like it's like, no. guess what? Nothing's new. This is this is the right. news on Aaron Rodgers, the We're latest. We're recording yeah, like Monday afternoon, so yeah. not a lot of the news on it is out. But he usually does attend OTAs, and today, or Monday, he didn't show up. Yeah, he wasn't there. He was absent for it. And it is, it's a voluntary OTA, but yeah. still, he's usually there, and he's not. So I, I think it was expected. I even saw somebody, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, on Twitter say it. Like, it would be... More shocking if he were there. Uh, and a lot of the mm-hmm. players are uh, kind of electing not to go to these voluntary OTAs. They don't want to get hurt. Uh, you know, there's been some disagreements with uh, should they be working out at the facilities? Yeah. Should they not be? Can they work out on their own? So I, I think this is just, it's not news, but it is because he's usually there. If it were almost any other quarterback on any other team, it would just be, okay, let's pass this over. But it does still look like Aaron Rodgers probably once out of Green Bay, which is going to be very weird when it happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, until I hear otherwise, I'm just going to assume he's leaving. Like, and it's, they're going to figure yeah. it out. But, I mean, yeah. there is, like, a deadline, I think, that comes up in the next couple of weeks, like June 1st, when they, like, are, should figure right. it out by in terms of, like, yeah. cap, right? Even though we know that's yeah. not – it's not real, but it is. And right. In, like, they can work them. out a deal now. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, yeah. we're do- we're gonna do this deal officially on June second or whatever. But I don't, I still don't think the Packers want to. I think they really have a plan in place, and that plan included Aaron Rodgers for this season. Next season, who knows? <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But uh, it's just, it's another little kink in the armor for the old Green Bay Packer fans. I, I think a lot of them are probably sick of hearing about it, but yeah. also I-, I think some of them are probably just ready to move on. Like, okay. He doesn't want to be here. If he doesn't want to be Let's here. Let's get the most we can. I feel like Green Bay fans and, like, Midwesterners in general would just be like, well, if they don't want to be here, I don't want them on my team. Like, we love yeah. them, but get out of here. And I like we said before, yeah. he was, like, so they showed something of him on um, a screen at, like, a baseball game in one of the smaller surrounding areas there, and he was booed. So, like, I think people Ooh. are kind of done. Um, speaking yeah, of being done. It seems that way. Julio, this morning. Um yeah. Was on television, but I don't know if he knew he was on television this morning. Right. Went on Undisputed. He didn't even, you know, people are saying, oh, he was on Undisputed. No, he wasn't. Shannon Sharp just called his ass during the show. And Julio picked up. And at no point did Shannon Sharp say, hey, by the way, we're live on air. Let me ask you a few questions. Yeah, he got all the stuff out of him. You can tell Julio was having a private conversation. And then Shannon's like, oh, by the way, we're on air. I'm sure now he's not going to say that to throw Shannon down the river because I, I mean, I, this is stuff we sort of already knew. Um, but it was funny cause you hear right. Jenny Taft who hosts that show with them sort of yes. say like, does he know he's on live TV? Just a reminder. He's on live TV. Um, I think too, she was also worried about dropping any sort of language or something like that, but that was a very pro move by her to be like, by the way, Shannon, you did not mention mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's also like, isn't it illegal to record people without their like knowledge? Not that he was trying it, it to do that. Be. It just was like, it was like a very odd situation, but we got like a lot of information out about it. So it we was. know that he, it, he, he's done. He doesn't right. want to it's, be in Atlanta. It's nice to hear it. And obviously yeah. he was being very honest. Yeah. And uh, he does think that he's done in Atlanta. It looks like they are probably going to trade him. I know that uh, reports early Monday morning were they wanted a first round pick for him and teams really weren't willing to give that up. Good luck getting it now. Uh, yeah. But I, I think maybe now that more teams know that, like, this is serious, he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, you want a first-round pick, we're probably going to be picking, you know, 25 to 30 anyway. I would give up a first-round pick for Julio Jones. Now, some of these teams that might be picking a little higher in the draft, maybe not do it. But, you know, if I'm Green Bay, maybe I, I talk to Aaron Rodgers and say, if we do this, are you going to stay? If we If we get Julio Jones, would you consider staying – or, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, the Colts still need receiver help. There are a lot of really good teams that could give up a pick that's going to be in the 20s or 30s and get Julio Jones, who I do still think has a lot of good game left in him. I know he's older, but he's also not very expensive. I think he's making like yeah. 14 mil this season. Like, that's nothing for some of these guys. So he's a bargain. And if you have a, a win-ready-now team, not, like the Ravens just make too much sense. 
go get yeah. a big receiver like that. I, I told somebody this morning on Twitter, like, I think the starting point has to be, we'll give you Hollywood Brown in a second. And we get Julio Jones. Like, yes. I would do that in a heartbeat if I were the Ravens. Yeah. Well, and he's made it clear he doesn't want to go to the Cowboys and he does want to go somewhere where yeah. he can win now. Well, did you see did you see the picture of him over the weekend? I know we had a busy no. weekend. But some fan ran into him at like a mall and he had on a Dallas Cowboys hoodie. So that got a lot of people talking. And I think that's maybe what led to the discussion on yeah, Undisputed. Was, mm-hmm. That's why they called. But yeah, he clearly said he doesn't want to go to the Cowboys. He wants to win. Uh, I don't think that would be a good fit anyway. I know that he was like wearing a hoodie. It's whatever. But they, they don't need another big receiver like that. They don't need to give up yeah. a first rounder for a receiver. You've got three good ones. Yeah. Well, and the other part of this conversation that we've learned now is that this has been going on much and been a real thing for much longer than we expected. He asked for a trade months ago. I think Rappaport was the one that said he was doing that. So, I don't know. Um, It seems like it's a done deal, but it's just, like, odd to me that if this has been going on for months, that something actually hasn't happened yet. Because I feel like teams would take it seriously if this has been a conversation for a long time. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just not used to discussing. And maybe I'm not a GM and I don't know, but still, I I would think that this would have gotten done by now. I just feel like you would get more for him if you would have done it before the draft. Right, yeah, you could have already had that replacement. You could have used that first-round pick already. Uh, So it is a little surprising that it hasn't happened yet, but it sounds like Julio knows he's on the way out. And I think we talked about it on here before. It seems like forever since we've done a pod. Uh, but you know, the Falcons have to get under the cap. They they don't have enough money to even sign their rookies. Said so one of those guys has to go, and they picked Julio Jones to be that guy for some reason. I, I guess you you just feel like you can get a lot back in, in draft capital for him. It, one thing that is also really surprising is with the rumors for Julio Jones, I, I wasn't sure if they were real or not. And when the Falcons took Kyle Pitts, I thought, okay, they're still in it to win. But now you're trying to trade Julio Jones. That's really surprising to me. Like, are you are we trying to tank now? Is this a rebuild? What's going on with the Falcons? I don't I don't completely understand the direction that they're headed in. I, I thought if you're doing a rebuild, you might want to take one of those quarterbacks that were available at four. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Um, this weekend, something that I was particularly keeping an eye on, um, besides my own golf game was uh, the PGA Championship, and um, I cannot believe that Phil Mickelson won. He became the oldest player to win a major. It's like the strangest thing to happen, but the most exciting thing. Like, look, Phil's not perfect, but like the fact that we've seen Tiger and Phil win majors in recent years, especially for someone like yeah. my age, and I want to say like millennials, but like those are the two people we grew up watching. Like that, those are the two most famous golfers to my generation. And even the younger generation, I feel like they know them the best out of everyone besides the young golfers that are there. And to show that he could do that, and I feel like his mindset has just changed. Like a, I think it was like a couple of days ago or maybe even a week ago where he tweeted like, don't let your failures like be defining for you. It was just like a, hey, do your best and and go for it. Don't don't care about those things and and be okay with it. And it was like, all right. He seemed to change his mentality and just let his game come to him. He was in no rush on the golf course. He was taking it slow, doing his game, and it was so exciting. But then also the crowd and having um, – it's so funny because people are always like, golf is so boring. But I feel like, one, you have to remember that, yes, everyone is drunk at um, most sporting events, but in golf they're so much closer to the action – and so the rowdiness of that crowd was absolutely insane. It was probably one of the coolest things I've seen since Tiger won the Masters and they, like, all walked up behind him. Um, and those were two of, like, the most iconic pictures I've ever seen. But as someone who's, like, not a huge golf fan, what were you – yeah, what was your thought on seeing that? Did you care uh, or was it just, like – Yes. First reaction, we were at Club 609 in Joplin. And I saw the leaderboard – and I said, does that say Phil Mickelson? Am I yeah, that's super right. drunk? And I was like, "There's because it, it just said one Mickelson. And I was like, is there a different one? Like, yeah. I, there's no way that's Phil. Does he have a son? Uh, so that was yeah. the first one. Yeah, I was like, how the hell is this happening? I didn't even realize he was still golfing. Well, I did, just not yeah. at a good level. And then, like, the second one is, like, I just kept reading. It was like, Brooks Kepka's in second? Uh, so I had, like, this moment of what year is it? 
wait, is this a replay? Like, I thought there was a big tournament because I'm not, I'm not a golf fan. Uh, I even had to ask you, I was like, what tournament are they playing? Because I, <laughs> I, I think it was the PGA I was like, by the way, it's a major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a little intoxicated all weekend, so <laughs> wasn't really for sure. But it is, it's nice to have crowds back. I, what were you? I have a question for you. What were you more impressed by? Phil Mickelson winning first or Brooks Kepka winning second, tying for second with that knee that he has? Yeah, two months out of uh, after knee surgery. I, I mean, uh-huh. to be honest with you, that is super impressive. Um, I think the Phil thing is obviously something that we I wasn't expecting. I think Brooks is somebody that we know like is big on majors like that's his thing like he always says that he plays like practice rounds for majors like he actually cares um for those things and that's why he does well and he's won it twice already so I it doesn't surprise me that he was doing that and I know also they were talking at the beginning of the week like he did two hours of rehabilitation for his knee every day like to make Mm -hmm. sure he was in great shape and I I know he gets a rap for being like a certain way and not he's very different than Tiger I would say in terms of mentalities, but I don't think they're that different because I do think he has that drive and that want to win. Um, and almost that like obsessiveness of it, but he like manages it so differently. Um, I would say the obsessiveness of winning majors, not winning just in general on tour, um, throughout the year, um, and has like a little bit more of a laid back approach, but he still has that same like want to win and be great. And so I think, um, that was super impressive, but I'm going to have to go with Phil on that just because, like, I don't think – I didn't expect t- to see him win another major. Like, not at all. Yeah. But, I mean, he especially – seem as old as he is. That's a backhanded well, yeah, he, Well, yeah, because he's got, like – he's, like, a coffee influencer, and he has, like, a crazy coffee cocktail, and he's always wearing his shades, and he's always giving the thumbs up. That's the big thing is his thumbs up. Um, He's just, like – and also, like – He's one of the most, like, talkative people on tour, like, talking to fans. There's so many, and they resurfaced a lot this weekend. There are so many videos of him talking to fans and interacting with fans. And I think that's something that, like, the game of golf is definitely going in that direction because I think more and more people are doing that um, because it creates a better environment. And they're hilarious photos and videos of these people talking to him and telling him what he should do with his game and him reacting to things. It makes it more fun. So I, I watched some of the highlights, the clips, like the sports center stuff. Why do fans rush to the ball? Hey, that baffles me. You know, like it's hitting to the crowd and they like, oh, here's the ball. Like we really need all of you to do it. But I watched somebody on Twitter tweet it out. And this dude takes off sprinting, hurdles a bush to join the crowd around a golf ball. I don't understand why you would ever need to do that. I get people I helping been... out and being like, oh, here, I'm a ball spotter. Like there, there's your ball. Yeah, well, because – yeah, I think it's because people want to be right there when they take their next shot, and so it's getting as close as they can. Yeah. That's why, like, God, them that's... rushing up behind him got out of control. And, like, so actually uh-huh. Brooks said after, he was, like, a little annoyed because, like, he got hit mm-hmm. a few times in his knee because people don't care. They just are, like, rushing, and you lose. It's yeah. almost like an adrenaline rush for all of them, but they also, like, people are probably caught up in the history of it. And they're drunk, yeah, that too. And, but, like, for the ball thing, especially because, like, you're going to have to back up anyway, but they want to be, like, mm-hmm. that first person that's right there. So I would say yeah. It's like rushing fans, a concert and getting up there. Yeah, exactly. Like, they open the gates and everyone just, like, stampedes in. Mm-hmm. It's not safe. It's really not safe. That's that's my yeah, mom mode kicking not. in. I'm like, did you, safety. Uh, did you see the narrow alleyways that, like, Phil was hitting through? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, they, they did it's, not give him very much room at all. Like, I... I would have killed so many people. Or yeah, I, I probably couldn't so hit the ball hard enough, but I would have injured or at least inconvenienced a lot of people. I that it, That is so scary to me. Also, I love that in the sport of golf, like it's the one sport that you can get a giant-ass crowd so close together, silent. Like they go so yes. quiet. Uh-huh. And like that's the weirdest thing because even in football when like – People are doing, like, two-minute drills or whatever. Like, they try, like, obviously mm-hmm. opposing fans try and be loud. But, like, if you're a home crowd, you try and be quiet so they can hear each other and all yeah. that. But you it never happens. Like, you, you sort of can. But it's not, like, so mm-hmm. quiet you can hear what's actually going on. And then, like, immediately goes from, like, dead silent to super loud. Yeah. It's like. To the fans um, screaming, like, get in the hole and go yeah, Tiger. Yeah, mashed potatoes. I heard a guy, Big Country, do that so many times this weekend. What? Every time we stop to talk to a golfer. 
You know, like we were driving around yeah. doing shots and stuff like that. It, you know, if you wanted to do a shot, you could give a donation. We'd give you a little like airplane shooter. shooter. And so we'd stop, do a couple shots with people, watch them tee off. And every time you hear the hit and then it's like, get in the hole. I, yeah. I think I've heard it a million times this weekend. Between uh, the highlights of the golf tournament, our actual golf tournament, it's I've heard it a million times. I was doing the Jordan Spieth where I would talk to the ball, sit, sit, oh, come on, <laughs> stick. Yeah. He talks to his ball more than I, I talk to any human, to be honest with you. Like, he is every single time. Heard, and it's just so entertaining. I heard a lot of good golf phrases over the weekend. They're out this whole thing. A lot of them I don't even want to share. Yeah. No, but I, I hope that this keeps growing the game of golf, and I hope maybe you pay attention more. Because, I, I mean, I love it. You even know when you asked me about it, I was like, yeah, this is what all the majors are. This is the order they're in. This mm-hmm. is where they are. Just because, like, that's it. I, I love it. And that that also was a great reminder for why golf is so great is because I think yeah. just because he's 50 years old and doing this, and I get Matt's argument was always like, oh, if you're really old and, and can do it, then mm-hmm. it doesn't really count. But, I mean, I honestly think Tom Brady's probably looking at going 50. All right, let's do it. I'm going to win a championship at 50. Yeah. Um, his competitive juice well, will be Well, even when he broke the record this weekend, I thought, like, surely it would have been older than somebody who was 50. Just being an he outsider. He was 49 you know, before that. In. Right. But I, that's I a major, not just like a 65. PGA Yeah, true, true. But still, uh, much younger than I thought for that record. I mean, all-time record. Yeah. So, NHL playoffs are happening right now, and I – I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on. I know it's very exciting, and I've watched some games, and I know the Predators tied the series. Um, but the big news from that game, besides the fact that Carrie Underwood was there and she posted on her social media dancing, that was very important. Didn't Everybody that knows one. that I love. Yeah, well, of course not. Um, but uh, Taylor Lewin went full Stone Cold Steve Austin. But the best part uh-huh. of this was that he – held up his, I think it was his daughter at first and was like waving when they showed him. And then he set her down and she was like maybe three and he like set her down and somebody was like tossing in beers and he was doing all the, the crazy chugging stuff. And I looked at her in the video and she is like Mm -hmm. not faced. He was like yelling, let's go. And she like no reaction. And I was like, She's so used Baby to this. Baby has seen that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's seen it. But also something that it made me think about was like, is there any other athlete that goes to like another game that really like chugs th- beer besides football players? Like if you think about it, like we I, haven't right? seen like yeah. we haven't seen like a pro golfer go to a basketball game and like chug a beer when mm-hmm. he's on the jumbotron, or right. like a basketball player even go to an NFL game and be put on the jumbotron. And correct me if I'm right. wrong. It's you're always listening this. Gronk or. Yeah. yeah, it's always an offensive lineman in some capacity, but or I mean Aaron Rodgers yeah. tried to do it. Remember, um, right. but any time that they zoom in on someone, it's always an NFL player. It's I've never I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. seen another. Maybe I feel like baseball players would be the next round of athletes, or even you know like musicians or comedians or actors. It's always football players. It's like all right, meatheads. <laughs> This is what you're here for. We gave you these good seats. I love the we Taylor Lewan stuff, though. It, I, before, they were showing the clips, it, and I, I just saw it on Twitter. I Two things I've tried to get into over the years that I just can't are watching golf on TV. I can't do it. And hockey. Everybody tells me how great it is. I believe you. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't watch it. I don't follow it. Paige, I know more about golf than I do hockey, so neither one of yeah. us can – talk hockey but i do know taylor lewan and i know that and i think it was 2018 he was there and they were doing beer chugs out of a catfish and so what it looked yeah, like they, to me was like he was he was there with his daughter and they did like the oh look taylor lewan's back and he's like you know not this time guys i'm here yeah. with my daughter look at me super mature and then you could tell like they showed the clip and he reacted with the fans a little bit and was like you know what screw it i'm all in throw me a beer yeah. somebody did chugged it I tell you, if you've ever wondered, like, I wonder what Mello's life is like. Wonder what it is. Uh, I am Taylor Lewan, the mature, responsible dad. When I'm around my daughters, and as soon and then as two seconds later, with their mom, I am beer chugging shirtless Taylor Lewan. That is my life right there in one three minute clip. I mean, because I know you, I know that is incredibly accurate. Also, sorry for butchering his name. <laughs> it's just a classic page thing to do, um, but. 
the catfish thing, I totally forgot about that. I can't remember what the storyline was, but I know a few years ago it was like people were sneaking so many of them in that they had to like yeah. tell them not to. Um, which I just think is such a strange concept. Like, you know how we joke about like men who like have profile dating profile photos with like them holding a fish? Um mm-hmm. there was a joke the other Can day I that was stop like stop you right there for a second. Yeah. I know you live in fancy bougie California. Yes. And people are always like, ooh, the men that have fish as their profile. I get it. And it's stupid. I live in southwest Missouri. It is not just men. I see so many women on Bumble and Tinder and whatever here. Okay. Like, with, like, holding up their fish. It's like, oh, my God. Like, this is like, she's got a dip in and she's got a bass on her hook. That's a left swipe. I'm sorry. I can't do it either. So I relate to every woman out there who's like, oh, look at this douche with a, a fish in his profile picture. Around here, and I'm sure a lot of other parts of the country, it is not just the fellas. So here's the thing is if I went like deep sea fishing and caught like a big fish or like a colorful <laughs> fish in the ocean, uh-huh. I would be like, holy yeah. crap, look at this fish. But if uh-huh. it's just in a lake or a pond, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah, that I would. Everybody's and, seen you your know little what? three pound bass. Don't hold it to up. To each his own. To each Show his me own, your right? Ass, not your bass. Um, <laughs> oh That's my gosh. I'm, should... update. I'm updating my profile. <laughs> You're doing it right now. Um, right now. Well, That's too good to pass one of the joke, on. one of the, one of the memes that I saw on, on Twitter of the like making fun of guys with that, it's like, teach a guy to fish. Um, you feed him and or like let him fish one time and take a photo. Like he has a profile picture for life. Like, yeah, exactly. All right. Chinese proverbs, um, coming into play here. Um, but anyway, the NBA playoffs are happening right now. Um, and I'm sad Matt's not here because I feel like he would have a lot to say about this. Yeah. There was an incident. There was an incident, um, with LeBron. And look, I've been a LeBron defender on this podcast because I don't go as hard. And we were talking about this when I was actually in Missouri. I was saying, like, I feel like the narrative around LeBron flopping is, like, relatively newer. Like, I feel like his legacy, like, definitely was way more important. And, like, him winning championships is more of the narrative than anything. But it has Mm -hmm. gotten so bad this year that LaFlop was trending on Twitter last night. And like, yeah, okay, so what that, happened? If you didn't, if you didn't, did you see the the flop at all? Uh, oh yeah, I was I was watching okay. the game. I didn't know that it was trending. Yeah, it, Lef- it is. It's just getting ridiculous. And I know you, you did say it when we were together. Like, it, a lot of people are going to start saying that this is going to affect his legacy. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Like, I like after the first time, it was like whatever. Like, okay, like yeah, you got poked in the eye. You made it a big deal. But then on Sunday to like have your arm barely touched. And he's laying on the ground. I, I saw a meme this weekend that was of Kevin Pillar, Joe Burrow, and LeBron James. And it listed how many seconds they were each down with their injury. I'll remind you, Kevin Pillar got stroked in the face by a 94-mile-per-hour fastball. Has a broken nose, two black eyes. He was down for 38 seconds. Joe Burrow tore multiple ligaments. Horrific knee injury was down for 78 seconds. LeBron got poked in the eye, like not even bad. Like his eye wasn't bloodshot. It's not blackened. And he was down for 80 seconds, 80 seconds laying on the floor. Like he had just been in a car wreck. It's getting to be pretty ridiculous. And I'm not a LeBron hater either. I know it comes across that way sometimes because I'm like Jordan's one. But at one point, uh, if he keeps this up, I'm going to have to start considering guys like Kobe uh, for number two, because it it is, it's getting so tiring and it is tough to watch and, Fans hate it. Players hate it. Even Chris Paul was like, get up. Like, he's trying to help LeBron off the floor. He's like, get up. And, and finally yeah. he does. And then LeBron still goes and takes a knee. Toughen so up a little bit. Wor- You're the biggest, most just, athletic guy ever. That's what I was just going to say is this time was bad because he not only got up, but then he – because then a, fi- a fight started after – I guess a scuffle, right. you can say. A scuffle started. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he, like, walked over to the scuffle – and was like visibly hurt again and being like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? It like, was very I, look at me like, the, oh, the it, fight's over. We're done. Now back to me. My arm is sore. It just was very weird. Like I've watched a lot of LeBron flops and I feel like that was 
one of mm-hmm. the worst, especially because I felt like he barely got touched. He was boxed out like a normal. Yes. It wasn't like in some way. Chris I, Paul. It I wasn't act- DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. It was Chris Paul, your best I, friend in the world who would never hurt you. But also, like, I saw someone, I saw, like, the, like, headline somewhere. I forget which outlet it was. But it was, like, um, LeBron goes, or scuffle breaks out after LeBron takes hard hit. Nope. What? Nope. Did we watch the same hit? That's not what happened. Yeah, exactly. That is not, that is inaccurate. That is lazy journalism, okay? Um, Right. I I wish I knew who it was. The part of basketball is getting to the foul line. So, you know, guys like James Harden. Uh, they'll draw their fouls, and th- like that's what we. Or Chris Paul. That's like, the yeah, other funny part right. about this. That's the ironic yeah. part about it. Yeah, like, I, I get it. A lot of people do it. Try to get to the foul line, but with LeBron, it's like the foul was already called. We can stop acting. You don't have to put on this big show of like, oh my god, I'm so hurt. I don't know if I'll ever be healthy again. Yeah, guys like uh, Jordan and Kobe never wanted you to know they were hurt. It's like, no, you can't hurt me. You can't stop me. I'm still going. Like Clay Thompson coming back and hitting the free throw after tearing his ACL. There are just some guys that are like, no, I'm I'm not going to show weakness. I, I saw Kevin Durant take a terrible fall over the weekend. His skinny little ass bounced off the floor and got right back up like nothing happened. So yeah. I mean, if he, he can do it, like LeBron's just got to do better. I, I would love to see. Like maybe he needs to change his number. They like, go with what Kobe did. It's like, all right, 23 is done. Now I'm 24. I, I don't know. We need a new LeBron that is just like tougher and says, you can't stop me. You can't hurt me. I'm going to dominate. So I'm going to nominate Trey Young because yeah. the youngin had ice in his veins in MSG with mm-hmm. lots of fans and who were yelling something not so nice at him um, yep. and turned around and hit a go ahead shot. And then he goes, it's real quiet. It's quiet as fucking here. And I was like, Dude. Do NBA he, players, like, check Twitter at halftime? What is the deal? Because that's all anyone was talking no. about was, oh, Madison Square Garden so loud. It's so loud. And then, you what? know, he hits the shot, and he's like, oh, it's quiet. It's fucking here now. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, it was because, like, there were a lot of fans there. And I think it was the mm-hmm. first time that they've had that many fans in MSG. Right. So I think that was part of it. But also just the fact that the Knicks were in the playoffs. Like, they haven't been in the playoffs right. in, what, like, eight years? Is that I think it was. It's either eight or 11. I can't remember it off the top of my head now. But, um, yeah, they haven't been in the playoffs in a while, so people showed up. But also, like, Trey Young has been heckled so much in his career. Like, he was even talking after the Mm -hmm. game to the guys, I think think it was TNT, and he was like, I got people chanting at me that I was overrated and F you in college, and now here we are in the NBA, and people are telling me to F off and – and I just Trae I said Young it got falls quiet into here. the trap. He falls into the trap of not looking athletic. So I think that is why he gets heckled. He's always been undersized. Uh, he's got like people make fun of his hair, everything. He's just the picture, he doesn't look the, athletic. Like, he would be one of the last guys selected in the gym if he just showed up in like New York City and was like, "Hey, I'm here to ball." Yeah. Because he's not that tall. He doesn't look. He's not big, strong. He's not that fast. But I ice in his veins the other night. Hit the game winner. And we also have to remember, this is New York. New York fans right. are ruthless. And especially if you're not on their team. They're even ruthless if you are on their team. So I think either way, you just have to go with, okay, like, yeah. it's I'm going to show up and garden. do my thing. Yep. It, it I mean, sucks, what a cool but it gets the best out of choke. opposing teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It could go either way. If you heckle somebody, it could go either way. And I think with, with Trey Young, like he's just proven over and over again that he can make those shots. For Knicks fans, it usually goes the other way, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> so many people have had their moments in Madison Square Garden, and there's not many that have been Knicks. It sucks. Sorry. Sorry about you guys. No, something I just want um, – sorry. I just saw some breaking news. Um, the Oakland A's will visit Portland on a fact-finding mission as part of their relocation plan. Mm, how do you feel about Portland? Um, I mean, I don't hate it. I have a friend that lives there. I'm going there in July. Um, so if they want me to be on this trip with them to discuss the relocation, we <laughs> will. But, uh, uh, I mean. Vegas just still seems too perfect for me. I don't know why the A's would move to Portland when most of the people that live in Portland are Seahawks fans and probably Seattle Mariners fans. 
And right. those team. Well, and it's small market anyway. Like even the Trailblazers, right, they're still small market. Like you're you're gonna leave one small market for another one. Like, is there a big appetite for a sports team? Baseball of, for any baseball league in Portland. Right? It just I mean, it doesn't scream. We, we're pouring money into this. Team. Did we talk we about this? we talk about this already? Because I was saying there's. Because I was saying their soccer team is like pretty successful and they sell a lot of tickets there. Obviously, the Blazers, they have diehard fans, but I, I just don't know that I, I don't know that there's an appetite for baseball there. That would be my biggest yeah. question. Is there an appetite for, especially like I said, that's, I'm sure a lot of people that live there are Mariners fans. Right. Yeah. Because so the Mariners I, have, been, it have been established. And for also, a while they're not going to like area. be excited. They're not going to be excited to be A's fans. Like that's a low key rivalry, very low key, but it's it's still one. Yeah. I mean, same division. Yeah. Like you have to. I think I, you said okay. it before already, but it's it's Vegas or bust. I, no, it, it just they would. I said, said Nashville. Nashville. I want Nashville. Yeah. Vegas is where the Raiders went. I don't want to do the same thing as the Raiders because I'm not a Raider fan. I think it's gonna happen. This is going to be a very stressful couple months for me hearing different places <laughs> that they're going to do fact-finding missions at because uh-huh. it's just going to it stress me so out. It's so secretive. It's like it's the CIA going that up the court mission, and sneaking it, in. They, 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 like, assemble the group. They're like, here's your mission. Mm-hmm. If you choose to accept it, we are going to Portland. Like, what do you do on this mission? <laughs> but, like, you, like, read the population they, sign? And then you prob- just go around and be like, hey, do you like baseball? <laughs> Yeah. Well, do, do you like, like they baseball? do street no? on, it's, on the it's family feud. They're gonna pull a hundred okay. people. And if they get so, more than fifty one, they're like, Yep, fuck it, we're going to Portland. Yeah. It's on the board. I think I think it's seeing if there's like places to build a venue, probably meeting with that politicians. That makes a little more see. sense than pulling people. Yeah. <laughs> Although it would be kind of funny to go like to the streets of, of Portland and be like, Do you like baseball? And whoever says yes or no, we can just like ask them if they know anything about the A's and see how they feel about it. Or if they don't like baseball, be like, (laughs) no, you go full douchebag fish guy profile and be like, name as many A's players as you can. Who you like baseball? Okay, name as many teams as you can. Who does this logo belong to? But it's not the traditional A's logo. It's like the one with the elephant. (laughs) The elephant. And if enough people can name the logo, then you move. I just man. I mean, so I don't. Mission, I don't really. hate Portland. It's actually very nice there. I was there in the summertime, and it is nice. I really like it. But I like. Been. Okay, well, it's nice, and I mean, I I have a place to stay if I wanted to go watch Ace games because I have a really good friend who lives there. So, yeah, but I did. I don't think Portland was on the original list that we talked about. It just. I. I think a lot of people kind of put it on the list, but I don't. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like a great fit for oh. me, but maybe I'll change my mind. And Russell Wilson reacted to it, and he's like, "Let's go!" It's like, do you think Seahawks or C- not Seahawks yeah. uh, Mariners fans are going to be happy about that? <laughs> Look at a fucking map, Russ. <laughs> he's like Pacific he Northwest. That's great. Mission. Yeah, but I mean, no, if he your wants fans are going to hate that. If he wants to come play for the Portland A's, then fine. Okay, yeah. let's move to Portland. Oh, that could happen. Yeah, I, is I'm he just, just so trying to right piss now. off Oakland fans? I'm sure there's still a lot of Raider fans in Oakland. I guess we can cross them off the list of teams he wants to go to now. And a lot of Ace fans are Niner fans, too. So, like, this feels weird. This feels, like, too close to home. Like, I feel like it's too... I don't even know what the word is for it. I just am not... I don't know that I love this. It's not again anything against Portland. I just feel like it's a weird place to go with Seattle and having all of that stuff. But anyway, yep. we are going to take a break. And then Melo and I are going to do, I put bold-ish predictions because mine are not that bold, but I'll explain why yeah, yeah. for for the college. Mine. Yeah, for the college football season after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, guys, we are back doing bold predictions for the college football season and NFL draft. We combined them. Well, um, Melo, I'm going to let you go first, obviously. Oh, you're know so nice to me. You're my favorite co-host that's currently on this call. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mixed it up a little bit. College football draft, NFL season, bold predictions. This first one is probably going to piss off a large fan base that's very good, but I am predicting – very boldly, that the Alabama offense is going to regress this year after two phenomenal years. Mac Jones, Tua, all the receivers coming through there, Najee Harris, the offensive line. All those guys are gone now, and I do think that Bryce Young is really good, but I don't think we're still going to see these you know, 45, 50-point performances out of the tide this year. I, I think they're still going to be good, probably still the best offense in the SEC. I would expect a little bit of growing pains with Bryce Young getting new running backs in there, replacing some of these offensive linemen. And I really like Jaleel Billingsley, John Mechie. They obviously recruit well there, but I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off. And losing Steve Sarkeesian is going to be a huge factor in that. I know that he went to Texas. It seems a little homery, but I, I do think that he did a really good job of rebuilding that team getting the ball into the talented receiver's hands. So first bold prediction is going to be Alabama offense regressing. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, like you said, you named all of the people that have gone through there and it, it on that offense, and like it's hard to say that it won't be a little different. Um, I don't think it affects them in the sense of they don't end up in the playoff or anything like that. I don't think it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I'm going to keep them as my preseason number one, and yeah. I would bet on them making the college football playoff, but I do think their offense is going to take a little bit of a step back. Progress. So that's why it's a bold-ish prediction, because like it's bold, yeah. but in the sense of, I'm still not going to say they're losing and not going to be in the playoffs, yeah. so ah, that's fair. <laughs> um, my first one that I'm going with is I'm going to take Louisiana over Texas and call that upset early, just because it's early in the season. My Texas Longhorns? Yes, your Texas Longhorns who have a new coach. We will see. I mean, maybe he finds out that, like, hey, you can use B. John Robinson the way you use Najee Harris, and, like, it'll be great, but... It's pretty easy. All you have to do is give him the football. Louisiana is returning so many people, including their quarterback, because of the super senior rule that, like, that offense was running on all cylinders anyway, so... I'm going to go with they're going to have it more together just because of their super, the super senior rule. Right. The fact that Texas. Well, and Texas has a new coach. Is Texas. Yeah. Texas has a new coach and it's early. It's early in the year. So that's my bold prediction, but it's just an upset pick. You know, if this were Twitter, I would start ranting about how stupid you are. And if it were Twitter, I'd say you're a woman. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but I get it. Hey, people have their own takes. I don't think that Texas will be upset by Louisiana, but. You know, you and I were even talking about it a little bit this weekend. It, it wouldn't shock me. It definitely could happen. I'll tell you, that Arkansas game makes me really nervous. So yeah. Louisiana before that, it, it could be, you know, a trap game. As crazy as that sounds, week one trap game that maybe Texas does look over Louisiana and they don't take them serious. They're looking forward to Arkansas, which used to be a rivalry. I don't think that anybody playing in these games probably remembers that or is even aware of it. But it did used to be a little bit of a rivalry, so I, I can see a trap game coming. Now, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Uh, my next one, let's go to the NFL for mine. Every year we see some team go worst to first in their division, and this year we have the 49ers, the Falcons, Eagles, and Lions coming out of the NFC. 
Then we have Denver, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, and the New York Jets in the AFC. My bold prediction, none of those teams will finish in first place. Uh, sorry, uh, I don't, we're not trying to shit on each other's teams here with the 49ers. We really are really personally attacking I, each other today. <laughs> right? Uh, I just I don't see it. I, I don't see it happening. I think that division is still way too good. Like Even looking at the Falcons before the Julio rumors, you maybe thought like, okay, they're going to retool, they're, they're ready to go, but uh, you're still going to run into Tom Brady there. Like Detroit, sorry, don't love your chances. Either Denver's going to run into the Chiefs. Like the best case scenario might, like Jacksonville might actually be the best team. What if Denver and gets I Aaron Rodgers? Then, then I'm changing what I'm talking about. Okay, I was just <laughs> But curious. until then, yeah, I, I, if Denver does get Aaron Rodgers, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Same. And I think that rivalry with the Chiefs is going to be absolutely ridiculous because Denver is a quarterback away. And if you add one of the best ones in the league, yeah, they'll, they will probably be in the Super Bowl. Dang. Good call. Um, my second bold prediction, and I have to explain this. I put that Oklahoma will make it to the title game. And here's why this is bold is because – Obviously, history is not on Oklahoma's side in that sense. Um, I also think, too, that they're, like, so hyped right now that the popular thing is going to be, like, yep. yeah, they're super great and this on paper. They should do well, but they're not going to. Um, and I think this is actually the year that they can put all the pieces of the puzzle together. I know they've had the offensive thing going for them for a while. The defensive part has been mm-hmm. a little bit behind. But um, I think this is the year that they make that jump and are able to win a playoff game and actually make it to the title game. Um, I'd love to see it as well. I know you probably wouldn't, but I think that that would be nope. great. Because I also think I really like Lincoln Riley, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, like, I mean, this was the first year they didn't make the playoff in a couple years, and I get they didn't win games, but mm-hmm. but still. Um, the fact that, like, he took over, and I get he took over a good program and all that, but it's still not an easy thing to do, and he took two quarterbacks to Heisman campaigns. So right. I, I do think this is where he makes the jump, and I want to see that for Lincoln as well. Uh, I would say silver lining on this for me would be they make it to the title game and some NFL team like the Cowboys says, what kind of money do you want? And he leaves because uh, you said you love him. I hate the guy. I think he's done a wonderful job with that program. That's why you hate him. It's it's 100% why I hate him. And I can't wait for him to leave Oklahoma or I wish there were a scandal there or something. But I I do think that they've kind of – They've, they're set up this year to do it. And Spencer Rattler has kind of been you know, dubbed the guy that would lead them to that. The you know first big-time recruit that Lincoln Riley has had. He's not a transfer guy. He's a third-year quarterback. Uh, I, I would think that expectations are a national title game, and I think they're realistic. I do think Riley's a good coach. Rattler's a good quarterback. If they don't, he's going to start to fall into that whole Bob Stoops, can you win big games? situation which is really tough but i I think that might be coming in norman as well if they do lose but that's a good team and i do if i could give one coach in all of college football a new job it would be lincoln riley i'd send his ass to the nfl so fast uh, immediately that's fair i understand it makes sense what's your last last bold bold prediction prediction uh, back to the NFL, uh, rookie receivers, we're all so excited about it. And for the past two years, we've all talked about how good they are. They're going to struggle. I, I think that we'll see all rookie receivers struggle this year. I am aware of Justin Jefferson. I know what he did last year. I think even when you look at where some of these guys are going, though, uh, you know, our big three receivers, they're all paired with young quarterbacks, uh, with second-year quarterbacks, you know, Joe Burrow, Tua, Jalen Hurts. They're young quarterbacks, and they're growing too. So I think we're going to see some of these rookies really struggle. If you're like a fantasy person, you do the dynasty stuff. I, I would stay away from putting a lot of these guys on my fantasy roster. Rookies struggle anyway, and like I said, young quarterbacks, young coaches. Uh, I'm not betting on a lot of production coming from these rookie receivers. Just to end on a positive note for that, what rookie wide receiver do you think will do the best out of all of them? I like Joe Burrow the most with the quarterback tandem, so I'm going to say Jamar Chase. And I think that he can get targeted a lot. You but, you know, Cincinnati time to get him has the ball. a good receiver core on some screen routes, <laughs> quick slants. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they, they will have time. It's not That's even fair. so much about that offensive line. Those defenses are good. The yeah. Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. 
Those are good defenses that can get after the quarterback. But if you're making me bet on it, I would do Jamar Chase. I might go Devontae Smith. But that could be yeah. considered a bold prediction, considering the quarterback there. Yeah. Um, okay, my last one is that the first NFL draft pick next year will not be a quarterback. And this is mostly because I've seen how people view Kayvon Thibodeau, and I know I'm going to regret this yeah. because I know a lot of people were talking about Penny Sula last year being like, hey – Th- those people were not smart, by the way, who were saying that you should take Penny Sewell over, over um, Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence, yeah, yeah. But but I think this quarterback class is not going to be what this last one was. And yeah. so, no offense to Spencer, I think he'll be the first quarterback taken off the board. Probably will go at two. But also, I think the teams that'll end up up there will be teams that have younger quarterbacks or newer quarterbacks and they're still going to stick it out because they're going to be rookies and so Mm -hmm. I think if they if it's any of the teams that picked high up this year and took quarterbacks I think we see them go with uh, something else so that would be my bold prediction for the draft next year I'm right there with you on this one I don't think it will be a quarterback and obviously like if certain teams are picking it changes it but you know like the Texans are going to be really bad I think that they Probably not going to draft a quarterback. They just drafted one in the third round. So, I, I don't know. But I, I'm with you. I think Thibodeau is probably going to be the favorite. It probably going to be all year long. He fits so many different schemes. He's so big, strong, fast. He can play almost anywhere you want him to. I, I don't think that we will. And we don't have that surefire quarterback. There have been so many people who have different opinions on quarterbacks. Uh, so, I, I don't know that we will see one go first overall. Fair. Look at we we agree with each other on the last part. That's all that matters. There we go. <laughs> the rest of it are not bold predictions. Um, we do have like some things to do for paging two guys and just the tip. Um, over the weekend, Haley, Matt's daughter, was telling us that we should do um the strength, weakness, and mastery challenge that is on TikTok. Mello, have you seen this? I haven't. I know that I was present for some of the conversations, but I, I haven't. And I'm not even one of those guys that say, I'm too cool. I don't use TikTok. I get sucked in that shit all the time. I watch it. I said, but I haven't seen this one yet. Okay. Basically, it's like you come up with a strength, weakness, and mastery, and they're like not serious things. So mm. it doesn't need to be serious. So like, for example, my strength would be... Instagram stories, because I think I Instagram story everything that we do constantly. Mm -hmm. My weakness, I'll get back to that. My mastery is dancing in public and not caring. Mello knows this for a fact, because anywhere we went Uh this weekend, if there was music playing, I break out and dance. It's a quarantine habit that I started where I just, like, I play music a lot. I literally, anytime I'm not, like, talking on the phone or talking to someone, I have music on. Um, also before we started the show, I was singing a song and then Mello started singing it and didn't even realize that I was the one singing it and got it stuck in his what head. What was it? It's not in Uh, the put your record on. How's that one go? Nope. Nope. I have a raspy <laughs> voice. I can't, I didn't warm up. I can't sing on that. Mm. On my right. weakness. Oh, okay. My weakness. Oh, um, would be, oof. this is a hard one. It is. Not in the My sense weakness. of, like, I don't have weaknesses. I just, like... Yeah, which one do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah. My which weakness one? used to be that I would say yes to, like, anything that a person would ask me to do. It's like, all you have to That's do is ask me. a serious weakness. And I'm going to do it. I have gotten so much better at it, though. It is something that I, like, consciously thought about. It's like, I am not just going to bend over backwards for people who ask me to do stuff. Or I'm not going to say that I'm going to be there for things that I don't want to be at. I'm not going to waste any more of my time doing stuff that I don't want to. And I've gotten a lot better at it. So it used to be a weakness. It might be a strength for me. That now. Got, so that hashtag got deep goals. Really quick. I was going to say my weakness is like tweeting about my dating life on Twitter or something like that. And you went very serious <laughs> or, or like if someone says, Hey, do you want to go out? And I'm like, I'm not going out tonight. And they're like, Hey, do you want to go out? I'm like, sure. I'm not good at being uh, like, Oh, I'll stay I will, in. Yeah. One big weakness is like the night before we have big events, like even with our golf tournament that we had on Saturday, on Friday, it was like, okay, let's all remember, we're going to take it easy on Friday. So we have to wake up super early on Saturday. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I tweeted very early Saturday morning, can't be hung over if you're still drunk. And that's what I was uh, Saturday morning. So I had to do the old cold shower, get ready. Uh, that's a weakness. Saying that I'm going to take it easy is definitely a weakness of mine. My What's mastery your... is 
mastery is being able to move while also being still the whole time. I know that I've said like, I, I probably have ADHD. It hasn't been actually diagnosed, but I am constantly moving or doing something. I'm that kid that is just constantly fidgeting at his desk, doing something all the time. So this weekend I was sitting next to Mello at the dinner table and he was like tapping and I literally grabbed his hands and I was mm -hmm. like, he's like, sorry. I'm like, you have, it was like shaking the whole table and I don't think you even noticed. It was like that side of the table. I, I it, and you're like, sorry, I'm just, it's just fidgety. It wasn't like, and it mm -hmm. wasn't like you were bored or anything. It was just, when you were sitting by me, you obviously weren't bored. All right. So that was your strength or your mastery? <laughs> that was my mastery. What's your strength? New strength is being able to not go to, not telling people no, not going to things that I don't want to. Okay. That was your serious one. Also, just to circle back to the, hey, we should have gone not so hard before we have to get up early. Shout out to our guy, Big Country, because he went hard on Saturday night and got up at 6... 20 a.m. to drive me to yep. uh, Kansas City, which is two and a half hours away from Joplin, and get me to the airport on time for my uh, flight home. So much appreciated yeah. to him after going hard in the paint. Yeah. He was up and ready <laughs> to go. Another strength is being uh, able to go hard and then also wake up the next day and take care of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I would say I'm actually really good at that as well. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so we do have a, a just the tip question that I do want to get to, but first, someone asked about the um, the fantasy league that we talked about and doing like a an elite listeners yeah. uh, fantasy league. We will hash out the the details of that and let you guys know. Obviously, we have some time before we get to that, yeah. but we will definitely make sure that we we do that because we did get a huge response on that, and a ton of people do want to do it. So we will do that. My brother also texted me saying he would help me with my fantasy team, so I don't pick just based on players that I really like. Um, you're still going to do it. You're going to fall into the trap. <laughs> you know you it's are. It's because I'm like, they're such a nice person. And they have a cute uh -huh. family. It's because I don't care about winning those things. Like, Because, again, like I told you, it's too much of a job. But anyway, but I am competitive. And if there's money on the line or something like that, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got this just the tip question. And I feel like we need to answer it because I feel like we, you and I might have different answers. Um... <laughs> So this person well, it's asked about relationships and we kind of have yeah. different views on those things. So probably. no way. Um, <laughs> they said, I'm going to visit my ex-boyfriend this weekend. How do I mentally prepare that for this? And we are recently separated, but still close. Do you want to go first? I don't know. Um, I'm not good at that. I know I have an ex-wife and we get along well. You have children. Uh, Right, because you have we have no children. choice. I, I will tell you. Are you friends with any children. of your exes? Uh-uh. Nope. I okay. do a really good job of sabotaging that relationship before it ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with be really careful and do not hook up. That's my piece of advice. Oh, do not yeah. hook up with them. Well, because... Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Are you both single? <laughs> no, they recently separated. Mm. I don't really think that you should go visit him. That's my opinion. Well, I really don't you think to do if you say you need closure. <laughs> no, that no. I think you don't go visit them. And I think if you can be friends with exes, it just needs to be way in the future. You need to have some time apart. Mm -hmm. And if you're recently separated, I don't think going to visit them is the best idea. I don't really know the context of why you're visiting them. I don't know if it's like, hey, you have right. to pick up your stuff or whatever. Like, or that's like fine. a reunion or what? I don't but know. like, don't stay. If you have to go pick up your stuff, just like pick it up and leave. If, you, if, you, if you're looking to just like mentally prepare to see them and not maybe fall in back into what you're usually doing. My piece of advice uh -huh. would just be like, remember why you got out of it. And I, it may be sad now, but like know your worth and not to say that like that person didn't know your worth, but it seems like you guys broke up for a reason. And if it's meant to be, it'll work itself out later. But I think give yourself some time to sit on the being separated. That's Second probably advice. wise advice. Probably. Would I listen to any of it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know I, if I would either. I'm the. I'm it's the, so I easy actually, to sit here and say it. Yeah. I need. I need to go back to what my strength is or my mastery. My mastery is giving great advice to other people, but not following my own advice. That is. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna make a TikTok about this now because this is a TikTok trend. So I'm gonna make it. And I'm gonna come up with much better yeah. answers for that. But my mastery is absolutely giving out relationship advice and not taking it myself. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I'd say if you're in a situation where you have to interact with that person, it's not like, a, you know, I'm doing this on my own free will. It's, you know, maybe a wedding or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I would uh, play by ear. I would probably hook up with them. Let's just be completely honest. I probably would do it. If you're not. in a good state of mind and it's not going to cause any problems with you, I probably would. But I don't know if that's great advice either. We're all right at that. You're like Chandler Bing. He's always like, I'm not really great at the advice, but can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? <laughs> yeah. You know, have a good you time. You are Chandler uh, Bing. I can help you out with that. Yeah. Probably no, so. you are good at that. That Actually, Mello is good at joking without letting you know he's joking. I'm like, are you joking right now? I can't tell. I can't tell mm. if you're serious. He does that a lot. Anyway, really that's like our show. I like to lie to you when you don't know that I'm lying. Yeah. Like when you told me you I were had you like convinced one time. Yeah, I went to acting school and you were like, I had no idea about you. I'm like, no, Paige, I did not. <laughs> I'm I'm gullible. That's that's fair. All right. This is really our show. Um we'll be back hopefully with Matt on Friday. Please follow us on Two Guys Girl Pod on social media and um we will be announcing some changes, updates, scheduling um on friday so please listen for that episode because we as a crew are going to be taking a break to enjoy some summertime um and much needed r&r so um we will talk to you guys on friday say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill